when you're so used to waking up, getting in the car to the office, that's your flow. You kind of have your whole day planned out. When that is just overnight ripped from underneath you, it was challenging, challenging from the top all the way down to find that flow. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. In fact, we're the most practical business podcast in the world. It's time to go from a business manager to a business leader, so you can stop managing the daily grind and instead start leading the long-term growth of your organization. Here's the thing, though. Growing an organization is a team sport, not a solo act. One leadership expert says it's not lonely at the top if you bring your people with you. So this podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization. We'll always focus on leading a team, your team, with confidence. And here's how we do that. Each week, we release a new episode answering your pressing questions about running a business or organization. However, we always highlight one next step for you and include what we like to call an activation or delegation guide so you can immediately take action, start applying what you learn, and get your team to help you. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay, a virtual staffing company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, but... A couple of people call me LZ. I'm the COO of Valet, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. We are thrilled you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be discovering and talking about how the amazing company Pushpay went 100% remote almost overnight without skipping a beat with its clients and team members, and will be joined by their chief ambassador, Troy Pollock. He's going to guide us through their experience, what they learned, and how it is changing work at PushPay permanently. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. As business leaders, we're still experiencing the effects of COVID-19 on the economy, and we will likely experience it for quite some time now. It flipped hiring and recruiting things to an employer's market. It pushed all events online, turning the event planning and production companies into technology and digital media businesses, and it expedited the global era of remote work. We've been talking about this for years, haven't we, Tricia? (laughs) But regardless of how your business is doing, navigating this stuff is really hard. On this podcast, we want to share real-life case studies so we can collectively learn from each other's successes and, yeah, mistakes too. Today, we're going to learn how it's possible to go fully remote quickly without hindering productivity or team culture and what possibilities emerge as a result. But before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that the One Next Step podcast is brought to you by Belay. We understand that leading an organization is hard. Despite long hours and hard work, do you feel like you can't take a vacation? Do you find yourself being busy instead of productive? Are you losing hours of your day to email? Do you feel like your days are out of control? You should spend more time growing your organization, not managing the minutia that's best left for someone else. For 10 years, we've helped thousands of entrepreneurs and executives accomplish more and juggle less with the help of executive assistants, bookkeepers, website specialists, and now social media strategists. 
With a support team, you will transform your workday, bring order to your chaos, and have more time to focus on your goals. For more information, visit BelaySolutions.com. Okay, so let's dive into today's question. Hi, Trisha and Lisa. It's Chad from California. I'm a financial advisor, and my clients are highly relational. For 10 years, we've met with clients in person. COVID-19 has forced us, our clients, and our industry to embrace virtual meetings. I've toyed with the idea of going remote for a while now. I see this time in society as an opportunity to make the leap, but I'm concerned that I'll undermine my team's connection to one another and our clients. Is it possible to fully transition to remote in a relational business and do so with no negative effects on productivity, morale, credibility, and client relationships? Yeah, thanks, Chad. That That's really an important question that I think a lot of people are asking right now, specifically around productivity and morale and culture. You know, as a fully remote organization offering virtual staffing solutions, uh, we're a bit biased. You know, in full transparency, we've always been a remote organization, so we've never had to make that transition from being together in person. But what we have found is an amazing guest to answer your question today. And for our entire community of listeners, um, we're joined by Troy Pollock, the Chief Ambassador of PushPay, which provides digital giving solutions to more than 10,000 churches. Wow. Yes. And Troy's got a great story. Troy was PushPay's first employee back in 2012. And prior to becoming the chief ambassador, isn't that a fun title? He was the VP of community innovation and the VP of customer success. Under his leadership, PushPay's customer success team has earned awards for how well they serve churches and nonprofits around the world. Today, Troy will help us really understand the reality of going 100% remote. Now, here's our interview with Troy Pollock. Welcome, Troy Pollock. Troy is the Chief Ambassador of PushPay, a suite of digital giving tools and software for churches. Troy, we are so excited to have you today. Thank you, Tricia. Thank you, Lisa. It is so cool to be hanging out with the both of you today. Yes. So you've got so much great knowledge. So, okay, as a virtual staffing company, we have been fully remote and have literally advocated the remote work environment for 10 we years. We were remote now. before remote was cool. so we have literally never had an office so when you joined push bay back in i guess 2012 was it troy um you were the first employee now you're a staff of 500 people and your team has up till recently worked in office like many businesses and now thanks to covid19 uh you've maybe found yourself forced to work remote and kind of bring your team home. So before we even talk about that, I would love to know what is PushPay's leadership really? How would you describe why working together in an office is so valuable for you guys? Oh, goodness. That's a big question. We could talk about this for quite some (laughs) time. Um, So yeah, as you all were innovators by being remote before remote was cool, Uh, We were innovating in software and serving a particular market, which is the faith market. And back in 2012, 2013, we were growing rapidly, very, very fast. And culture was really, really, really important to us. And because we were growing so fast, I mean, we were adding 10, 15, 20 staff a week. We thought being in one building was going to be really, really important to us. And that was our philosophy back then. 
And there's pros and cons to both, obviously, but for us, it served us well because we were growing so fast, because we were busting at the seams, we needed to be under one roof, much like a sports team. They don't practice separately. They practice together before they go into the game. So that's the philosophy that we had, and it served us very well. Uh, We were completely remote up until COVID. Um, However, we had additional locations, uh, one in America and one in Auckland, New Zealand. So there's been this quasi-remote by having different offices throughout uh, the world, but within those three offices was expected that everybody would show up and work their nine hours or eight hours, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it served us very, very well. Now, COVID-19 mm-hmm. happens and that whole plan was thrown out the window. And so now all businesses are jumping on the belay um, bandwagon and saying, hey, Belay, how do we do it? And you all have been doing this for 10 years. So you have every I dotted and every T crossed and we're trying to scramble, figure out how to do it. But for us in the early days, uh, Trisha, th- to answer that question, it was about uh, predominantly culture. We were growing incredibly fast and we just needed to be a SaaS environment, software as a service environment. Uh, average age of our staff was probably 24, 25. So we had kitchens with a uh, foosball and ping pong mm. table. We had Red Bull on tap. Uh, We do a weekly meeting in person (laughs) and kind of talk about what's happening in the organization. So for us, being there, uh, rubbing shoulders was really, really important to us. I think that's pretty much the ideal SaaS company culture that you just talked about. Like everybody, super cool environment, Mm -hmm. lots of games and great beverages on tap. I mean, that's that's. Awesome. Now, I do have to say, from an HR perspective, you had to have a very busy team at that time. Holy oh smokes. Oh, my gosh, Lisa. It was wow. insane. Our recruiters, our HR staff onboarding that many people yeah. um, week after week, month after month. I mean, it was a hockey stick in terms of growth. And then when you grow that fast, there's a whole set of challenges that come with it because not everybody makes it. It's a very unique type of person that can grow and go very, very fast. So then your attrition rates become higher and higher. Mm -hmm. So then you got to backfill those roles and kind of this whole flywheel starts with that. So pros and cons. Yeah. Well, you mentioned speed. So when COVID happened and you had 500 employees who you pretty much had to send home, right? Um, You had to get them up and running really, really fast. What are some of the things that you implemented? Because you said culture was really important to you. So what are the things that you had to do to get ready to send everybody home? And and how did you kind of protect that culture where we sit today? So our U.S. headquarters are in a place called Redmond, Washington. Redmond is about 15 minutes outside of Seattle. But Redmond is a sistering city to a city called Kirkland. Kirkland is known for two things right now. Costco, obviously, mm. Kirkland. Yeah. But then yeah, the epicenter. Costco, Kirkland, yeah. <laughs> see, I got you. But then the epicenter <laughs> for where COVID started in the States. Oh, no yes, way. it did. That, oh senior, that senior citizen center, that's the yeah. next city to us. So for us, we've Whoa. been forced remote from day one, early, early March. Okay. Now, thankfully, Lisa, to answer your question, we've been going through uh, trial runs, if you will, Mm. the past couple years, because when it snows in Seattle, contrary to popular belief, it doesn't snow much in Seattle. Okay. We usually get one flurry each year, but when it snows in Seattle, the city gets shut down. Ah. So for the past three years, when snowmageddon has happened, our team has been practicing what it would be like overnight to go remote. Mm. 
So we have had Chromebooks and laptops. Mm, We have apps on people's phones so they can continue to maintain their um, workflows. Mm -hmm. Slack, thankfully, Slack allows you to communicate fast and you can even phone through Slack. So tip of the hat to our IT team who has been running this play for the last three years when Snowmageddon has happened. Mm -hmm. And it was only for a week. It wasn't for this extended period of time. But we've had different trial runs to make sure that we can operate as a business even when the physical office was shut down. So basically what happened was we just pulled that plan out and ran through that in the beginning of March. Now, here we are at the at the capture of this podcast late June, and we're still <laughs> on this. And so yeah. we're navigating as we, as we can. But thankfully, we've had a couple trial runs. In the past three years, during the winter, when snow came and the city was shut down and people couldn't get up hills or down hills or to the office to maintain our workflow Mm -hmm. from a staff perspective to serving our clients and our customers without taking a step backwards. So huge uh, tip of the hat Mm -hmm. to our IT team that already had this in place. So systems and processes are crucial to go from in-person office to remote. And thankfully, we had that in place. Right. And I thought Snowmageddon's only happened in the summer. No, we have so I thought here. only the Carolinas and Georgia yes. shut down when there was a sprinkle of snow. It's interesting to me that Seattle it does is. as well. It's so. a misconception because we're about two it hours really of drive time from Canada. So people think, oh, you must yeah. get snow yeah. months and months yeah. of snow. Ironically enough, yeah. it's not. No. Yeah. Interesting. So, so then that begs to me the question, what does the organization think? What do what do your clients think? How does the team feel about now working remote, where you don't have the cool spaces in office that you get to kind of physically collaborate? How has this experience really changed how the organization and the team is thinking and feeling right now? So great question for us. I've talked to a lot of our leadership team and even our frontline staff. And coming out of the gate, kind of early March, April, even into May, finding that flow, that rhythm, that routine uh, was a bit challenged. There was uh, some speed wobbles, so to speak, coming out of the starting gate, because when you're so used to waking up, doing your morning routine, getting in the car, commuting or getting on the bus to the office, that's your flow. You get into the office, you kind of have your whole day planned out. When that is just overnight ripped from underneath you and your office is the same place that you eat dinner and that you have family time and that you sleep and you play video games. It was challenging, uh, challenging from the top all the way down to find that flow. But personally speaking, somebody that is an ambivert, I can be an extrovert when I need to as a leader. And then I also recharge by just being alone. I prefer to be in an office. So for me, I've been going through some of that withdrawal, if you will, and finding that rhythm and routine. Now, um, I got this office posted up in our house, and I don't ever <laughs> want to go back to the office. I want to be, I want to be a belay employee. <laughs> um, I just have found a good flow, a good rhythm, learned how mm-hmm. to separate work and life, kind of found that balance. And a lot of our mm-hmm. staff is doing that as well. We have a lot of sales development reps, which are SDRs. You know, this is a kind of an entry level role for some people. And they're still living at home with mom and dad, some of them, and kind of have roommates and so forth. And I've seen photos where they have monitors on their kitchen table and they're kind of having their laptop and doing customer calls on their living room couch. 
Uh, so people have been very flexible, but I think that that was probably the most important thing is really finding that flow. There's so many positives that come with remote. There is zero commute time. I walk from the bedroom where the shower was to here and it takes me about 14 It's like five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So much better. So I don't come in stressed because I was dealing with Seattle traffic Mm -hmm. or Charlotte traffic or Atlanta traffic or Los Angeles traffic. I come into the office on time, charged up, ready to rock and roll. Um, It allows people so much flexibility to, if you have kids, to take them to the bus stop or Mm -hmm. take them to school or feed them lunch, or do a load of laundry. You have so much flexibility when you're working remote, not talking even about the overhead cost of not paying a monthly uh, bill for a building. It just allows people to be much more effective and efficient. On the contrary, I think one thing that maybe is a con from in-person office to now going this way is noticing just the the communication projects Mm -hmm. being done they can go stale pretty quickly because you're not walking past that person's office or just quickly as on the way to the bathroom. Hey, Lisa, how's that project going? Quick little check in on this, that quick fire type stuff. It creates some challenges there. So you have to put a system in place so you can still have that um, over communication. You can still have uh, project management and and seeing a project through quick fashion because that in-person stuff that we could just around the water cooler, do a pulse check on something. So counteracting some of the challenges that you do lose or that are created when you do go remote, but quickly, you know, navigating and pivoting on those to make sure that communication is strong and over communicate is clutch during this time on projects. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we're a parrot, you know, yes. we constantly are, you know, chirping and saying over communicate, over communicate, yes. over communicate, you know, since we've been doing this from the get go, we know exactly what you mean. There yeah. could be a lot of pain. A lot can fall through the cracks if you don't r- out front immediately go into leading and working with a ton of communication. You know, we always say 10 times what you think you need to communicate remotely than you would in an office. Communicate ad nauseum. Yes, yes. the thing we've been doing this for 10 years and we're still refining our communication you know I think it was what Trisha maybe four months ago that we're like hey we need to add in a weekly staff meeting you know Mm. I mean we just thought we were just already communicating so much but man I mean it's been so positive to hear from our team that they just love seeing us on video so here we are 10 years you know we're still learning I I think it's an evolving ecosystem when you are working remotely So I appreciate that you're really putting out there that it's possible to be very successful remotely, but that Mm -hmm. there are some things, let's be truthful, there are some things that you lose not being in person and either you embrace that and you find a way around it, or maybe you offer what Mm -hmm. you guys are doing there at Pushpay and and maybe it's a combination of the both. I love what you said. If I could just double click on that, if that's okay. Please. Uh, Talking about, hey, do we have increase of, of video meetings just to kind of check in with our staff? So for us, you could be eye to eye with somebody for so long. That was our environment. So I've noticed myself and some of our leaders are just scheduling more frequent team meetings, less agenda, more just checking Mm -hmm. in. Hey, Lisa, how are you doing? Hey, Tricia, how are you doing? No talk about work, Mm -hmm. 
no project management, just to do that relational catch up because you're losing that when you don't have the in-person. So scheduling additional meetings to see eye to eye, because what is leadership at the end of the day? It's servantship. We're here to serve our people. And we got to make sure because there's so many challenges in the society that we're living in today. We're going through such a tough time. How are they doing? Are people strong? Uh, the last thing I will add, mm. the biggest pro of remote for us is it expands the talent pool. Yeah, We are no longer. <laughs> I mean, boy, does it ever. Hello. Yeah. Uh, that's something to get excited about right there. I like that. <laughs> Seattle is great. It's a mini Silicon Valley. There's no doubt about it. We have two of the biggest companies in the entire world, Amazon and Microsoft, in our backyard. Talent is a dime a dozen up here. However, as we've been building for eight years and attracted 500 staff, you need to go beyond Seattle. And what this allows is us to tap into additional talent pools outside mm -hmm. of our zip code or the surrounding mm -hmm. zip codes. And so we've been able to do that and hire folks on the East Coast and in Central time zone area. And it mm -hmm. serves our customer base better mm -hmm. because they're right. on those time zones. So you can tap right. into additional talent pool, which is a huge, huge blessing. That's actually, you know, that's part of the mission and the formation of Belay um, originally 10 years ago. That was part of the reason why we even exist is because Brian Miles, the owner of Belay at the time, knew a gentleman in Wyoming who was having a hard time finding talent. And kind of that, that was our first client was a gentleman in Wyoming wow. who couldn't find local talent. And so we paired him with somebody in Atlanta and they're actually still working together because we knew that people could work together. You could find excellent talent and they didn't have to be in your zip code. Mm -hmm. So I love that you bring that up as a great example. And I, to rewind just two seconds, I know we talked a lot about systems and processes really being buttoned down and changing a little bit from going remote. Do you have like one or two examples or maybe specific items or things that you really kind of had to adjust or roll out to allow for remote work to be effective for PushPay? The tooling system, yeah. So we have been uh, required to get, like I mentioned, the devices. So uh, we mm -hmm. have a lot of our, we're Apple, by the way. So if you're uh, PC Same. people, okay. <laughs> no. Love our PC people. <laughs> love our PC people. And we are in Microsoft territory. Yeah. However, we are very much Apple people, but a lot of our staff have Apple minis. And you can't take that device with you. So the fact mm. that we've had to get actual just the tooling, so their work set up from monitors to screens to phone right. devices so that they can use an app and not use their cellular. So all that tooling system. The process from, we use Salesforce as our database system. Mm -hmm. So the ability to monitor activity. So we have a very high sales driven culture where outbound calls and meetings and scheduling is, is very important. So from a manager perspective, the ability to check in on these individuals to maintain they're using the same call volume and frequency. So dashboards, uh, visibility into their workflow, how many dials are they making a day? And that's all the way through customer success as well too. How are we serving our customers? So everything is logged in Salesforce so we can run reports on a daily basis and pivot if needed. If our call volume is down, why? Was it just right, a slow exactly. day because it was a holiday? Mm -hmm. Or was it a slow day because it was rainy and people didn't want, or sunny and people actually at the lake? Right, so it right. gives you the ability to now manage and make in uh, uh, real quick pivots and changes right. to accommodate that. So I would say from a tooling perspective, it was that. 
uh, phones, devices, make sure that their work is set up and mirrored the same way so they could be effective and efficient like in office, but then B, from the tooling standpoint, so the managers could manage and make sure that people were getting stuff done. Those were two right. quick visibility, hacks. Visibility, like adding layers of visibility and reporting and, and, and application, which is we do the same exact thing. Super need important. To, be able to kind of see what people are doing. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we get asked most often is how do you manage somebody that doesn't sit next to you when you can't go? And yeah. so I love that you were hitting on that again. It, I mean, we're, we think we're really smart, but you're saying the exact same thing that PushPay is doing and really gives us credibility, right? <laughs> yes. We do know yes. what we're talking Thank about. You. <laughs> Thank you. <Yay>. It works. <laughs> Yay. So, Troy, um, I know we've got some listeners out there right now, people watching, who are, you've done a good job. You've convinced them that maybe this mm-hmm. is possible. Maybe they shouldn't just look at COVID as the only opportunity really to embrace remote work. So what are some things that you could share? What are some best practices or encouragement that you could give other businesses, uh, churches, nonprofits who might be thinking this could be good long-term? Fun question. Great question. (laughs) You use the word change and let's just use it as opportunity to lean into this moment as an opportunity to rethink the way that we've always done business or you listener, the way that you've always thought business has to be. Uh, We're serving a market, the faith-based market, who quickly had to go from in-person gatherings for their weekend worship services to online overnight. That They had to. And that's really caused, I think, every industry uh, to rethink the way that they've always set up and structured their office. It no longer has to be in at 8 a.m., out at 5 mm-hmm. p.m., you drive and commute to an office. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. Belay has been doing this for 10 years. Pushpay is now doing this. You can work remotely and still have a very successful business. So to the listener out there who is thinking about this, I would encourage him or her to write down what are pros and cons in your given business. Only you know that. We can talk Mm -hmm. about principles, but you know the intricacies of your business. So write down those pros and cons. There's so many pros to it. Uh, there's some cons to it. And then what is most important to you as a business? I mentioned PushPay is very sales driven. Salespeople are highly emotive, highly emotional. They need to be around people. They need to be rubbing elbows because that person that got the deal on the right or their left gives them energy to do their deal. We do things at PushPay where we literally ring a gong every time we sign up a new customer. That's emotion. We spin wheels. We do coffee breaks. We have Red Bull on tap for them. For us, that's why one of the reasons why in-person is so important because we need that energy that you can't uh, replicate when you're working alone. It's just challenging. But if, if that's not your motivator, young business owner or business owner who's rethinking this and it's more, you know, you're, you're already set in motion and you're just moving along. What are some of the pros and cons that go uh, along with what you're trying to achieve? What is your mission? What is your vision? And then building a plan and trying things out. Maybe a baby step is just two days a week, you allow your people Mm -hmm. to go remote. Maybe you don't go all five days, all 30 days out of the month. You just go two days a week and you measure that. You You view the trends, you check in and see how your staff is doing. Then you try three days, then you try four days. Next thing you know, you're ready to rock and roll and you already have the system in place. But I am from the school of thought. It's not either or, it's both. 
end. Right. It can be I a both that. end. I love that. Yeah. It yes. doesn't have to be yes. all remote or all in person. Try both. And there's no one size fits all. But I will say, as Belay has been doing it successfully for 10 years, PushPay was thrust into this about four months ago. You can run a very successful business from remote working only. And I would encourage those business leaders to give it a shot. Wow. What a great I way to end it. this interview. I know. <laughs> you teed it up. Awesome. If I had a gong, <laughs> yes, I'd be gonging for yes, you. Yes, yes. Wow. Troy, this was so fun. I have just enjoyed our time together. I feel like we could continue to talk on and on and on. And you said a lot of things that I think I don't know. I think we'll need to circle back to. So just thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing all your knowledge and being real, you know, being Mm -hmm. truthful that there is a way you don't have to do one or the other that I love how you said it's a, it's a both. And so thank you for your time. We really enjoyed having you on. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you, Tricia. What a great interview we had today with Troy. Um, I really appreciated his perspective. He brought so much goodness. Trisha, I wanted to hear, what was your takeaway? I mean, honestly, my favorite thing was him talking about his now five-second commute from his bedroom to his (laughs) office. I mean, there's something really to be said for an overwhelming commute. And, And really the point he makes about... You know, your morning routine or your routine's changing through all of this, but um, not having to sit in traffic to work remote has been um, a pleasure for me um, as a remote worker. Yeah. But so many good nuggets. What was your favorite? Yeah, I really liked how he said that push pay uh, due to their snowpocalypse, but who would have thought it would have been a pandemic, right? But they had a contingency plan. And so they have been doing these digital work days in preparation for this. Now, I know for a lot of people out there, they're like, well, duh, I have COVID. We had to jump right into it. But I think there's something about when you do go back into the office, if you're just not going to embrace remote work at all, still in the back of your mind, it is good to have a contingency plan. I think what COVID has shown us is that anything can happen at any time. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing those contingency plans, maybe you're just not ready for it, but with the right planning, which is what Troy talked Mm -hmm. about, you can be ready. And this could be something you could do into perpetuity. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, now it's time for one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to begin building your own approach to remote and your organization. Oh, so fun. And to help you do it, as always, we are going to provide you what we call an activation or delegation guide. And this week's resource is an e-guide, How to Remotely Manage Your Team totally critical right now. This is an essential e-guide. It'll walk you through all of the essential tools and systems and strategies you need to work remote. And most importantly, it will help you build your approach for your business to work remote. And it will help you drive your decisions for your organization so that you can do so successfully. To download it now, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. That's onenextsteppodcast.com. 
And when you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways, links to resources mentioned in this episode, and questions to ask yourself or your team to further explore today's topics. Guys, you don't want to miss the guide. Go get it now. And we're also going to give you a link to a 10 or 15 minute playlist, my favorite, that you can play in the background while you focus on your one next step. So again, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And if you're not convinced already, we'll even give you an opportunity to submit your business questions so that one of us or a future guest can answer them during an upcoming episode. So here's our challenge to you. Download the guide. I'll say it again. Download the guide and then give yourself (laughs) the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. And with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed it and you will join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.